I think we always hoped for it. Like, wouldn't it be cool if we had like this community-minded place where everybody just kind of came to hang out and and talk? When we opened indoors, I think that was one of the more surprising things for me was just how wonderful our customers and the community has been. I don't know if it's just Tucson or if it's just like Arizona or what it is, but it has been amazing. All right, so we're on Broadway Boulevard in Tucson. I'm at Pueblo Vida. I've got three guests with me. Guys, thanks for thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks uh, thanks for having us on. Yeah, absolutely. So do you guys want to introduce yourselves? We'll start with you. Uh, sure. My name is Ryan Trait. I am a graphic designer. My company is called Saywell's Design Company. And uh, I design all the special fancy beer cans for Pueblo Vida. Nice. And he does an amazing job. Special fancy. That's, yes, those, very yeah. special, very fancy. Yes. Um, and I'm Lynette Antillon, um, and I am one of the owners here at Pueblo Vida. Excellent. And I'm Kyle Jefferson, um, also one of the owners here at Pueblo Vida. Awesome. Well, guys, this is great. We've got Monsoon in front of us. Monsoon. Monsoon. Oh, okay. I've been mispronouncing it for the, the forever. That's okay. No, <laughs> mon- so just, just a riff on, on Monsoons. We love Monsoon, so Monsoon yeah. um, just kind of worked for us. Nice. Well, it's perfect timing, too, because everybody just got hit. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's my favorite time of the year, so yeah, it's a great time. Yeah, that's what too. Yeah. Yep. Why? Like, what is, it, what is it about this time of the year that you guys love? Um, a bit of it is nostalgic. I mean, I moved from Ohio when I was a kid, and, you know, storms there would last. I mean, you know this. You're from Ohio. It would yeah. last, like, a week or yeah. more. And, uh, and I remember watching the storms out the window falling asleep, and then you come here, and they're, they're just absent most of the year. Yeah. And it's just dramatic and uh, beautiful, and it sh- you know changes the desert. Uh, you know everything starts blooming. Uh, it's it smells amazing. Uh, yeah, and that's why I, I think he stole everything from you. Yeah, Kyle, I, right? I think so. <laughs> no, and, and I, I grew up in, in Washington, but I'd come down in the summers, um, so oh. it's nostalgic for me as well. Yeah, you'd come down here, and all of a sudden these huge storms because we had more temperate weather in, in Western Washington. We didn't have lightning storms and things like that. So all of a sudden, the desert just changes into this chaos. Yeah. Um, but it's just so beautiful. And sometimes they're not hitting you, so you can look on the horizon and you can see the different storms. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's pretty incredible. It is. They're intense, too. Like, they're just, they go from nothing to, like, just a vengeance. And, like, and, then, yeah. they're, and then they're gone. Right. And then the rain's gone, <laughs> yeah. and, which I wasn't used to yeah. <laughs> coming from Washington. Well, wait, true, wait a minute. Yeah. Everything's dry again? Yeah. Um, so, you no, can actually see the steam coming off of the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's incredible. Yeah. I love yeah. this. How do you feel, Lynette, about storms? I love them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you sit here and you like we have these great big windows and it's just so fun to watch them like roll through. And yeah, like you said, it's just like they're here and then they're gone and you can like have a beer while you just watch it roll through, which yeah. is amazing. And if you're busy, nobody leaves. So uh, everybody's just stuck. That's true. So. That, that's the businessman in you, yeah. Kyle. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, and they're in the safety because this is like, it, I, I don't know if this is an extreme uh, statement, but you guys should label this as a storm safety place, right? So if it's going to storm, everybody should come to this brick building, right? Because yeah. it's safe. So uh, safe. But this is, that's what I love about the breweries here in Tucson, like the character behind them. Uh, you know, like uh, Borderlands, Crooked Tooth, you guys, these brick buildings. and I know. I it is it. amazing that, you know, these buildings have been kind of preserved. Um, and we got super 
lucky to find this space. I mean, it didn't look like this when we first moved in, but to discover the red brick and the rafters, like we uncovered all of that, um, the wood floors. And I just love the look and feel of it um, once we uncovered it all. Do you know how old this space is? It is actually 100 years old this year. Oh, so wow. it was built, wow. uh, finished in 1918. Yeah, so, it was construction. Yeah. We looked up all the information. Started in 1916, finished in 1918. Um, the brick on the outside is, is kind of unique. Uh, the builder shipped it in from, I want to say, a quarry in Wisconsin, um, where he was from. Um, he wanted a building to look different than the normal red brick that, that they had in Adobe out here. So he brought in that brick. Um, and then all the wood trusses were, it's old pine um, from up on Mount Lemmon. Um, so there used to be a mill up there and it's yeah. all rough, rough sawn pine from, from up there. So it's, it's got a lot of history in this building, which we love. Um, yeah. And we, it's just a product of, you know, downtown revitalization that's happened across the country. Um, Tucson was one of the last places for that to happen. So us as small business owners, um, we were able to, to get a place in downtown. It's pretty crazy. To get a good place in downtown, yeah, like in a downtown area, in a downtown area, because yeah. yeah. I'm from Washington, and people are like, "Well, why didn't you start a brewery in, in Seattle or or somewhere like that?" I'm like, "Because it's it's impossible. Yeah, nobody can pay that rent, and you can't be you can't be a major player in a downtown um, as a small business owner unless you do it in, in a place like like Tucson." Yeah, and it's is, it's been great for you guys, though, right? Yeah, it's yeah. been incredible. Four years, I think, 2014. You guys opened up. Yeah, so yeah. we'll be four. Um, at the end of October. So we'll okay. celebrate our four year anniversary, um, November 10th through the 12th, I think it is this year. So, okay. Yeah, Veterans Day nice. weekend. And you guys do a whole thing too, right? We like do, you do a whole yeah. Week. We try to go big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do though. Like it's like, I remember last year um, when when uh, your anniversary was coming up, it was a whole, whole week's worth of stuff, right? Yeah, it's a yeah. logistical nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> um, to be able to package everything, because we wanted to, we released three cans um, and then a couple bottles as well. Um, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> it was incredible. Um, yeah. And it worked out, it worked out really well. Um, and, and doing this for as long as we have now, I guess, I mean, three years isn't a long time, but you learn yeah. as you go. Um, so it's been, we have some cool stuff planned this year as well. Nice. Um, but we try and stay within ourselves now. Yeah. <laughs> You're kind of learning from those times. Like, yeah, I would yeah, never do that to. again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a list? Do you have a running list of do not ever do that again? That was a bad idea. Not smart. No. <laughs> uh, so, so let's go back a little bit. Like, how did you how did you get into uh, brewing? Okay. Uh, yeah, Lena and I met um, at U of A. Okay. Um, so we went to University of Arizona, and we graduated both with business degrees uh, in 2009. And it was a time where everything was crashing. We're in the middle of the recession, housing crash, um, financial crash. Um, so we kind of just looked at each other and I'd grown up in Washington and we, we had been to some breweries um, when we traveled during college. Um, and I started home brewing. My dad bought me a homebrew kit um, and my mom's always loved beer as well. Yeah. Um, and so got into brewing and then graduated, didn't have any jobs. So I said, let's go up to Seattle. So I got an internship up there, um, unpaid for six months, which was not ideal yeah. with student loans. <laughs> right. um, well, that's <laughs> but, uh, but it all worked out. So we got, we kind of got the recession forced us to do what we love to do. Yeah. Um, instead of get stuck in a, in a corporate job that, that we, we didn't want. Yeah. Um, so, so it was really a, a blessing in disguise. Um, so worked up there for two years. 
Where did uh, you work at? Uh, it's called Lazy Boy Brewing Company. Okay. It's just a smaller brewery north of north of Seattle. Okay. I mean, there's hundreds of breweries up in Washington. There's a lot, right? Um, like, yeah. So many. Yeah. Yeah, it's so hard. I mean, we go back and travel, and, like, there's so many we don't even know about now. So. Yeah. Um, so, and then decided that we wanted to come back to Tucson, that, that we could really make our mark down here. Um, and With the idea of you guys are going to open up a brewery. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and make kind of push the envelope here we felt like we could put a stamp on something in, in arizona and in tucson and it's worked out beautifully yeah um, and so so we're really happy and if i read correctly you got the, the it wasn't just a matter of hey let's open up a brewery and then like three months later doors opened and, <laughs> no. and there was a line right no no no, no. <laughs> it was a process right it always yeah it's a process so we moved back uh, after two years and it took us two more years to to beg borrow and steal um so we could we could finance some of this yeah um got an sba loan worked with a, a great local um lender that lent some tucson some city of tucson funds um and then got sba um, and some families signed away that they, they would give up everything yeah. <laughs> if we failed. Um, so it takes a community to start this. Um, yeah. People sometimes look at us and are like, wow, you guys are so you guys are so awesome. I can't believe you did this. And it's like, no, there's there's a hundred people that, that had a hand in this um, that helped this this dream come come true. Um, well, that's where the name comes from, too. Right. Like kind of like it's. Is yeah, so so Pueblo Vida, um, we wanted something to me. We wanted the name to mean something to the region. OK. Um, and to kind of the people uh, of Tucson. So Tucson's nickname is the old Pueblo. Right. Um, so Pueblo and then Vida is life. Um, so it, it's kind of meant Tucson life, um, yeah. small town life. Gotcha. But community and also though a village of the people who helped you guys. Open a- it up too, a- right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's good to have those people because uh, I mean, it's to be able to perfect everything and, and try to, if you spread yourself too thin, that's that's disaster. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you get the right people in your corner. That's absolutely. I mean, it success. comes down even even like my brother. Um, I, I slept uh, I slept in his kid's room for four months while I was up there um, doing the unpaid in- internship before I got paid. Yeah. And I mean, there, there's a million people that that either opened up like their home for us to to make this happen. Um, lots of people sacrificed and and championed us to to get this open. So yeah. It's, how did you find this place? So how did it come to, cause this, this seems ideal. Like this seems like <laughs> best know, case yeah. scenario, right? <laughs> um, but, so we probably looked for a year and a half. Yeah. Um, Lynette, Lynette got a job when she came back down here. Um, and, and it took me about a year, uh, to finish getting all the lending and then looking for an actual place. Um, and it was, so we were half the size. So this was 1400 square feet and okay. to put to the original side is 1400 square feet. And to put a seven-barrel brewery in that size is not ideal. Right. <laughs> um, but but we knew that that maybe someday we could get the the space next to us, um, and, and we knew we wanted to be downtown. We wanted to be at the heart of of Tucson. And yeah. we came down here before they announced the hotel opening that, that's right next to us and the grocery, uh, the grocery store. store. Everything that's that kind of happened, we just got lucky. Yeah. It, it all got announced about a month later. Um, so we have a favorable lease and, and all that. Yeah. So nice. Well, in this place, like I was saying, this place is beautiful, like the brick and, and you guys, I mean, every aspect of it, I, th- I think has, it's stayed authentic, right? Even the wood on the bar, the wood behind the bar and all of that, like it's. Yeah. We used, um, we reused a lot of the wood that we pulled up for concrete that the tanks needed to go uh, on concrete. So yeah. all that wood got reused and is the bar, it's the shelving. Um, and yeah, when we first, got this space. I mean, we looked at so many spaces 
Um, and it just didn't look like this. So yeah. it did take a lot of work and, a, and some vision to, to make sure we got it to where we wanted it. But. Yeah. And we put so much hard work in We just didn't want to compromise. I mean, this is where, where you work. It, it, you go there every day. Right. Um, so we have to spend all of our time here. We wanted it to be to be special and, and no offense to people that are in like strip mall breweries and stuff like that. You got to do what you got to do. But we right. just, we were able to not have to compromise, um, and, and find a space that, that we would love for, you know, 30 plus years. And right. you guys, you, you've had a lot of this stuff made, fabricated for you, right? Like these awesome tables from iron horse yeah. fabricators and yeah, we use a lot of local makers, um, that have created some, like, so the tables are made, um, by a local fabricating company that's just a couple blocks down the road. Um, the original stools were made by a metal worker here in town that's local. Um, yeah, we try to try to keep it all here. I mean, even like local, we try and use local whenever we can. I don't know if we do a very good job championing that. It's kind of yeah. just who we are and the people, there's, there's a ton of talent in Tucson and people don't understand that. Um, and like Ryan, right, we can walk to his office. Um, it's less than a mile away, yeah. and we love that. Yeah. Um, and, and all the people that, that do things for us, uh, the work and everything, we see them all the time. They're regulars. They, they come in all the time. So it's, a, it's an unbelievable community. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's kind of common with the craft beer community here in Arizona. I don't have much experience outside of Arizona um, with the craft beer communities, but Arizona, it's tight. And, like, people are – I mean, there's you've got the relationships with farmers, with um, even, like, the mobile canning companies and things like that and local artists. I, th- I think it's awesome because like, everybody's, you know, feeding off of each other's energy as far as, like, we're, we're all raising up together. You know, a- absolutely, yeah. and, and we so more breweries are opening downtown. Like 1055 is opening right down the the road. Ryan actually does their will be doing their brown branding as well. Nice. Uh, Chris ran over here on Saturday. I was here working, and he had to borrow some needle nose pliers. Um, yeah. And where it's just we could never compete with each other. So of course we're going to be friends, and yeah. it's so unique to brewing. And I don't understand why, because even like coffee producers, anybody's like, so you guys are really all friends. Yeah. That, that really works. <laughs> That's like, real. Yeah. No, that, it. yeah. It, it, it is yeah. real. We're not many people do what we do. And, um, so, so it's easy to kind of band together, um, and kind of fight against, against the man, I guess. But it, it's yeah. more, it's more than that. It's just, we all do the same thing and it's more convenient to be friends. Right. Yeah. It's well, just, and it's yeah. good for business because yeah. then, I mean, then all your customers and your advocates, like all the people that worked on this stuff that are your regulars, uh, they know that you guys are friends with all the other breweries. And so they're probably more likely to, to go there and drink their beer and become their advocates. And it's the same with coffee. It's the same with just about every client that I work with in town that uh, everybody works together, everybody collaborates. Like that, you know, you guys work with Yellow Brick Coffee and and then that uh, dispensary collaboration that we did with, with, with Botanica. Botanica, yeah. Um, uh, what was that? Didn't know about that. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no, I did not. Oh, that was one of our cooler collaborations. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the coolest can. It was a 3D can, right? Can talk yeah, about so uh, I've I've designed some, some shirts for Botanica, which is Northwest Tucson. They're a marijuana dispensary. And uh, they are big fans of Pueblo Vida. And so they asked if I could connect everybody. So we went up there for a tour and we talked about uh, kind of coinciding a beer release with 420 yeah. and uh, just doing something special. It's, I mean, it's not infused with anything, but there was a big 
kind of cross promotion opportunity there. We we talked about all the similarities in uh, our respective markets. Um, and, and with the the plants, marijuana and hops being in the same, I can't pronounce it. I would butcher it. Um, <laughs> the cannabis type type family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So so they're like they're cousins. The the plant genomes or whatever they're like cousins yeah i think it so, ends in an oid right yes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we we named the can parallels for that reason oh that was parallels yeah okay. yeah and um so i have been holding on to this idea i had no idea how to do it but i wanted to uh kind of custom order those red blue 3d glasses oh yeah and figure out how to design a can with that and so that was the best opportunity i mean it makes all the sense so uh so we released the can, custom 3D glasses, posters, and T-shirts for Botanica, and it all uh, all got released on 420. And they came here and and spoke about their business and their industry. And you guys went up there, right? Yeah, we yep. went up there, had a table, talked to people. It was it was a ton of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it was a great collaboration. Well, there are a lot of parallels between those two industries, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's that stigma, right? Of mm-hmm. like, oh well, you go to a brewery, it's just bunch of people getting drunk not even close right right it's, there's so many different things that are yeah that, this is this is to. the community meeting place now yeah uh, in, in our era this is where people get together yeah. and talk um and, and this is kind of the the epicenter of communities i mean you see it even in like hawaii or hawaii ohio more rural <laughs> i wish rural. i grew up in hawaii yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too um, i'm sure they have that there uh, as well um, but that, that's where people get together. That's yeah. that's where people talk. Um, that's where events are held. Um, we do make a difference Monday things a lot of the times um, to try and raise money for, for different things, different causes. Um, you can see our Red for Ed that we have up um, supporting oh, yeah. teachers. Yep. Um, the People really look at us um, as kind of a, a community center, um, so it's important. Is that something you expected when you opened? Like, did you kind of did you kind of knew, know that, or has it evolved? So we wanted to build that. Okay. Um, I think we always hoped for it. Like, yeah. wouldn't it be cool if we had like this community-minded place where everybody just kind of came to hang out and and talk and stuff? And when we opened indoors, I think that was one of the more surprising things for me was just how wonderful our customers and the community has been. Um, not just like our customers, but like we said, like other business owners and um, other industries that have come together and they're all just so helpful. And I don't know if it's just Tucson or if it's just like Arizona or what it is, but it has been amazing. Even even the city of Tucson, who gets a terrible rap, I think they're trying to change that. Um, They were super helpful in getting us open and being supportive, and, and they still are. Um, and you don't hear that about city governments that that often, but they're they're really trying. Um, and, and morale can get low in in city government, any government. They they get trashed on a lot, um, but they've really really stepped up and, and they've been great for us and, and other businesses that that have opened. Um, yeah. But getting back to building the community, Lynette was starting the we do yoga um, every Sunday every Sunday morning. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, so we've been doing that since day one. There's a lot of breweries that do that now. Um, but we usually get 30 to 50 people that come in, you know, do yoga and then have a pint afterwards. Um, and that kind of builds the community, the community aspect. Um, and, and we try and build days like that. We do our infusions on Tuesday, um, which, which makes that day pretty incredible. And you yeah. get regulars that come in every day. And now you see regulars that they didn't know each other at first. And now, now they're best friends and right. they bring food in <laughs> for each other on ah, that day. Nice. Yeah. And it, so it's super cool to see that. Yeah. So 
as far as the beers go, right? So um, you started. You were the brewer, right? You were. Did yeah. you? Was it just you? Just me. Just you. And did you have like a certain lineup that you wanted to make sure that when when you opened up, we went these three cores or anything like that? Yeah, we started out with cores. Okay. Um, so so we had our Hefeweizen, breakfast stout. Um, we actually it was the American stout then, and then we had okay. a Northwest IPA, more malt forward, clear. Um, not West Coast, more Northwest style. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of just evolved from there. We we looked at each other, and we always try and evolve. That's kind of what we do. Yeah. Now we don't really have flagships or, or regular okay. regular offerings. Yeah. Um, we literally have like four or five different cans coming out. Yeah. Every month. Nice. Um, do you get shit for that? Like for not having like people come and say, "Oh man, I wanted the the half," or "I wanted that." Or people kind of know that, hey, this is... We, we do sometimes, okay. but yeah. we kind of take it as we want to make what we want to make. Yeah. And trust, <laughs> trust me, you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so we've kind of seen that that customer that tilt to where, oh, yeah, I used to drink Northwest IPA all the time. I couldn't imagine my life without it. Yeah. To, wow, I love all, all the hazy IPAs that you make. Yeah. And I love trying different ones coming out all the time. Um, so sometimes you have to push consumers if you get stuck in, in following trends and trying to to appease a, a certain core group that you have coming in and drinking at that you wouldn't be you wouldn't be a craft brewer you wouldn't be an artist if you just pump out flagships you're just a corporation yeah um and so with with the cans um with everything we're, we're always wanting to create we're always wanting to do different things um and so luckily the community has supported us so we can yeah and I th- and I think that you guys have done that well. I mean, I I've never talked to anybody that had anything to say negative about you guys. Like it's a, it's That's all so either nice. we <laughs> we love them or I've never had them. Like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> I I always say, and I might get some shit for this, but I always say that Ren House is my favorite uh-huh. because I haven't had enough of Pueblo Vita beers. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ren House, I'm not saying that that they would. Uh, I, I I'm just the end they, it there. They would, they would laugh at that. <laughs> yeah. We love those guys. Oh, we love them. Awesome. Yeah, they're yeah. awesome. Preston and Alistair were just down here two days ago. Oh, um, nice. So and, and great friends with Luke. Yeah. Um, yeah, we so. did a collaboration with them this last year, too. Oh, that's so. right. Yeah. yeah, we've done t- uh, two of so them. We did, we did the 10 up there and then Just Friends yeah. oh, down that here. Yeah, so good, too. Yeah, that was another, really good. Another great can. Mm-hmm. Right. That Thank was. You. Yes. <laughs> well, let's dig into that because that's... Yeah. So you've got the beers. You, you kind of... You do what you want. You make great beers. You guys kind of... Um, there's. I think you, you're kind of known for the hazies, right? Do you feel that you are? Yeah. Known for the hazy IPAs and even the pale ales. Like, so I have to say... I think it was the pay, base flow because I haven't had, I'm kind of embarrassed. I haven't had as many of your beers as I would have liked, uh, but it, the base flow is a pale ale, but it's got that character and that, that body and that taste of, of a good IPA. I love that. That That's our, that's our key. That's what we try and do. Yeah. Uh, pale ales are what we like to drink because um, we like to have two or three beers mm-hmm. and still be able to function. Right. <laughs> um, we normally, it's, it's a shocker that we have two double IPAs on tap right now because normally we don't and we probably won't for the next three or four months have any up there um so pale ales it, our our point is to to add as much flavor um and as much drinkability in something um and, and still have it be a low abv so you can enjoy it that's so. yeah. that's what i appreciate about your beer yeah. is that i mean I, since i've been drinking Pueblo vita i've come to appreciate the differences between ipas a lot more and uh i don't like the 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 beers that just blow out your taste buds yeah and you can't really you know you can't you can't taste anything after a little while after (laughs) drink one yeah and you don't you know it's hard to drink a second one um and 
yeah, all of your beers are super drinkable and, balanced. and never, yeah, 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 balanced for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So you recruit this guy to do the cans. You're like, oh, we're not just going to put like a w- white label with a beer, right? Homer Simpson style, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and we had some, it was, it's a lot of fun to collaborate with Ryan because yeah. he, he listens um, and it, it, I don't know, it's just been incredible to work with him. He gets our vision um, and we kind of built the vision together. Um, and, and we're both not afraid to learn and say, yeah, let's take a different route. Because um, our original can route that we were going to take with it was completely different than what it is now. Um, so you, you were the most uh, against having anything consistent. Because yeah. I remember I was, I was really, uh, f- what was it, for Monsoon, the first can, uh, I wanted to find a consistent lockup for the beer name, logo, everything that would, you know, just like every... Every beer you find at a bottle shop, like, don't you need people to s- to see the similarities between all these? Shouldn't there be some running thread between them? Oh, uh, uh, you mean between the, the different styles? Yeah, like the Monsoon compared to the Wedding Pilsner. Right. Yeah. It, right. You look at it like Ballast Point. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and you you Perfect. know Ballast Point when you see it on there, yeah. you see they have seven SKUs on the shelf right away. Right. Yeah. Or I mean, you look at any brand, and that's how they build their right. Brand. And they there's yeah. like this little window down at the bottom where there's a different illustration or a different color palette and. Yeah. I knew we wanted to do more difference between them, but uh, yeah, it since then it has turned into this ever increasingly challenging playground. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle just laughs like if you could see his face, like he's yeah. he's like that was an understatement. Was that an understatement? That Ab- absolutely. <laughs> and now we try and we come up with names to to really push Ryan. We're like, oh, Ryan's gonna love this. He's gonna do something amazing, um, but it might torture him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. There's. <laughs> There's a consistent uh, workflow with the Pueblo Vita cans that, like, the first phase is, uh, God damn it, why did they give me this name? Or why did we pick this name? Because sometimes I'm involved with that. Yeah. And then uh, either either the idea is already there and I just have to, you know, realize it and, yeah. and put it down. Or uh, what has happened quite a few times is I just have to vomit out the, the ugliest <laughs> the, the worst design that I could think of just to get it out of the way I yeah. think uh, what I think the most challenging one so far was maximalism because I usually work the opposite way I usually try and stay uh, as simple and direct and effective I mean that's what good design is right is you know it's done when you can't remove anything else yeah. but that's you know maximalism is more is more <laughs> And the first, the first iteration of that was just awful. It was pretty bad. Yeah. I think we responded, is this a joke? <laughs> it was so like, you threw kind it out. of. So you put it yeah. out and like you sent it to them. So it wasn't a matter of like, I'm going to put this out and put this to the side. Like, yeah, it was just like, I, I think I sent it with a shrug emoji. <laughs> just because yeah. I, I didn't know what to do anymore. <laughs> do you keep those? Do you have like a library? Of oh, those? yeah, we do. Oh, yeah. It's, Damn it. it's, it's awesome. <laughs> but Ryan, it, Ryan's great. He, I don't think we've ever hurt his feelings or he doesn't... L- show it to us <laughs> he he always take <laughs> and we're so nitpicky like, too actually. we're like can you just change this little thing and i think he wants to say you know that's going to take like two extra hours <laughs> right. and, but he never does he's just like yeah it's fine he's a perfectionist too yeah. um well that's i mean that's that's where we relate the best is i mean you with your beer and your merch and everything around you you want to put out the best quality thing that you can and and i'm the same way and i mean that's that's the the continuously challenging thing about these cans is uh, the next can cannot be a repeat or a rehash 
uh, of something before unless they're related, like like outburst and microburst or uh, embers and bonfire that have uh, recipe similarities, and so they have design similarities. Yeah. And uh, I just I I always want something to be better than the thing I just did, and uh, so f- so far so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. been incredible. Well, how did you guys get connected? Like, how did it even start? Shit, I can't remember. I can't remember either. I just <laughs> I remember I, meeting I did at Tap and Bottle, but I don't know yeah. who set up that meeting. We did a, an early T-shirt. I think, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was a, like someone told me about you yeah. or something. I think something, maybe but Rebecca I, from Tap and Bottle could have pointed mm-hmm. us together. Yeah, yeah, maybe. You were looking for somebody remember. to do some design stuff for like yeah, merchandise yeah. and stuff. Yeah, we yeah. were looking for just some simple yeah. additional things we wanted we to redid our logo after a year and a half. <laughs> oh, really? So like, I, like yeah. I said, we are not afraid to just be like, this isn't working. Yeah. Let's do something else. Yeah. Um, it, it took a little while to build that culture and that, and for people to be okay. Yeah. But, I mean, we changed our house yeast after a year. We're about to change it again. Uh-huh. Um, we changed out our taps. So they're slow pour taps and, and our bartenders were like, are you kidding me? It's going to take like three times as long <laughs> to pour. Yeah. What are we going to do? Well, why that? Like, what was the purpose of that? Qual- all quality. Okay. It's always yeah. because of quality. Um, it, it, it's better for the beer. It's better for the aroma. Um, is the the softer you you touch the beer, the the better it is. Yeah. Um, so it it's always about quality. We change our glassware, we change everything, and it's it's always about the customer experience. Um, and we work so hard to make the beer, and for it just to be destroyed, coming out of the tap, it do, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. Or to, or to be put in a can with a label that that doesn't take as much thought. As, as the beer you put into it, it's just, it becomes a waste. Yeah, and, and I just, somewhere in all of our minds, it, it just, we couldn't come to that. You can't work so hard then to not just, like, finish it perfectly. Yeah. Um, and, and that's kind of our, our mantra and our brand and our culture. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that that's what leads to the success. Like, the team that you guys have, uh, because, I mean, a lot of the time, I keep the cans, every, every one of, the beer, of your beers I've had, I, I have, like, a fridge that has so many cans. My wife's like, what the hell are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know. But when I figure it out, it's going to be badass, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but your, your got yours is in the front because they're just, I mean, they're awesome. So yeah. h- how do you even, what, what's your, pro- do you have a process? Yeah, well, uh, a lot of the names sometimes, I mean, they come from, uh, they come from Kyle and Nett or their, their brewers. And, it, you know, it's often related to uh, the, the hops uh, that's in the or the grain that's in the beer, and uh, if it's not, then the name comes from you know this culture that we're trying to build about and you know being outside and uh, the clouds and the desert and the trees and space. I mean, there's a lot of spacey names too, like let's see, Penumbra, Andromeda, Cassiopeia, uh, Cassiopeia. Cassiopeia. That, Is that this Starry Night uh, inspired? Uh, Base flow. Base flow is is like a yeah like a pointillist Aboriginal art. Insp- I mean, I it's, it's where I was going with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I do a lot of research. I I, love I mean, it. I didn't go to design school, so I I feel like I missed out on design history yeah. class, and so I'm always looking back. And I I my favorite kind of design, contemporary design, kind of infuses something nostalgic so that it feels familiar somehow yeah. but then it you know applies some some freshness to it so that it's also new and uh so 
I mean, this the Monsoon can is uh, reminds us of the, a Milton Glaser poster of Bob Dylan, and that was kind of unintentional as I was designing it. And that happens a lot too. That I'll just, you know, like, oh yeah, that that does feel sort of like this thing from 60 years ago, and I didn't really notice that, but it's it's totally true. Um, and sometimes the idea you know, is planted in my brain really quickly. Sometimes it takes quite a few hours. Uh, sometimes it's arts and crafts, like uh, a can we did called Fields. Yeah. And I, I tore up construction paper and arranged it on the scanner and then, you know, started changing colors. Uh, sort of similar to, I can't pronounce his name, but there's an artist, uh, Piet Mondrian, uh, just that does this, you know, the color, color blocking, color fields. And, um, and we usually have a few revisions, either with uh, color or arrangement, or I mean, would you say so? Yeah, I mean, sometimes, sometimes you just nail it, yeah. which is crazy. Um, there, there's only been a few where I think one you sent a, <laughs> a person flipping over a desk. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> like an actual person, like on the can, like flipping over. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, like a, I think that was like out of frustration. He was yeah, very was frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it made me laugh so hard. It made all of us laugh so hard, just out of frustration. Uh, I think he's only reached that point one time. <laughs> and what? What's the hideous? Or uh, that he's told us. What, right. what yeah. font do designers hate? What is it? Uh, oh, there's so many. Comic Sans. Comic yeah. Sans. I think That's yeah. what it was. <laughs> so it wasn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. He changed to Comic Sans yeah. and then had a cartoon flipping over a desk. Yeah. yeah. We're like, oh, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Let's think about that one for a minute. Yeah. Right. How many designs have you done? Like, how many different can it's, designs do you know? It's approaching 40. Okay. Uh, let's see. Sonic came out last month. That was 32. I think Monsoon maybe was 36. Are these all of them? Like, do you have them all displayed? Yeah, those yeah. are all of them up there. Okay. Um, and then we have a few that are coming out that he's already designed that aren't quite up there yet. It's always so hard, too, that we can yeah. see designs before everybody else, and it's just like, oh, just wait till you see this can. Right. Yeah. But, this but cool. I mean, it's it's like a two-month process from when the design's done to where we can actually release it. Yeah. And sometimes the design process is, you know, the next day, or uh, or I get a week or two. <laughs> Um, yeah, he like is uh, he kind of is amazing at like dealing with us because yeah, sometimes we come to him and we're like we have this name and we have this idea and you have 2 weeks to do it. Yeah. But most of the time <laughs> yeah. it's like hey, we're making this beer. We have no idea what it's going to be called. We have no ideas what we want on it and it needs to be in tomorrow. <laughs> so <laughs> I've given you no information. Yeah. <laughs> and he Kill still it. nails yeah. it, yeah. so it's yeah. amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> Does the beer ever inspire the, the well, the, the hard the hard thing is I don't get to taste it before yeah. I design for it. Yeah. Um, is that intentional? A lot of times yeah. <laughs> we we release stuff in cans that we have never released before. Oh, um, okay. So yeah. a lot of the times we don't even I mean we don't taste the beer until it's I mean the finished beer until it's the day before we package it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean and, and but I but don't yeah, know maybe maybe some designers have synesthesia and you know but I I don't know that I could get. Uh, kind of visual inspiration from drinking a beer other than just, you know, loosening me up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, if, I have, if I have more than a but like, But like ingredients, we, we just, we're going to release a, uh, a German IPA. Um, so we used all German malts, uh, the newer German German hops, so whole melon, um, mandarina, Bavaria. Um, and so I get, we, we took that, that beer and we designed it based on German... Oh, right, the Wunder? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we have another one that is a Czech-style Pilsner. 
Oh, that's right. Uh, yes. About that. And the uh, tell me the name again. Uh, it's Mesto, Mesto. right? Mesto, mm-hmm. which is Mesto. village in, in Czech. Czech. And so that was a huge kind of constraint for the design of the beer, and and yeah. that was that one of the most beautiful. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. When's that coming out? Uh, good uh, question. Yeah. <laughs> Me- Me- Mesto's in the tank, so okay. yeah. but it's August a lager, sometime. so it's about it's probably four or five weeks away from being done. Okay, nice. And and each one I do, I learn a little more about the process and what works and what colors look best. And I mean that there's some designs have a metallic aspect, some are just totally flat, and uh, it's just it's yeah, it's it's a lot, it's a yeah. lot of fun. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I love designing packaging. I'm I'm super grateful that I'm not a like an app designer or yeah. or more digital designer because I love using and sharing the the design projects that I work on. Uh, I've done like tea and coffee and a lot of merch, and I just end up giving and sh- and sharing most of it. Yeah. Um, and uh, thank God when we first started working together that I built in a case of beer <laughs> <laughs> as part of my payment of everyone. Uh, of it, if yeah. it's like if yeah. if they release a few at once, then I get you know a mixed case. But nice. uh, that's a lot of beer, so yeah. <laughs> nice. I always give it to friends and family, and yeah, that's that's the best part. Yeah. Well, you started with um, or you were doing um, uh, designs for uh, albums, right? Album art. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I guess this will be my twelfth year designing for the Rialto Theater. Okay. And. Nice. Uh, I mean, that was my design school. I, I used my favorite shows as experiments and, and doing cool gig posters and screen prints. And, and that was about the same time that, that Tucson started its downtown revitalization and yeah. the streetcar. And uh, so I think my, my first big clients was Spark Root. It was a cafe around the corner uh, that's gone and Calexico. Okay. And... Um, so yeah, designing for music was probably the biggest part of my career for a while. Uh, and a friend of mine recently said, that's cool, you get to design gig posters on beer cans for a living. Yeah. That's, <laughs> in a way, that's what these are. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's awesome. I mean, I, I love the kind of the convergence of those, of those things. Yeah. And, it, and I think it gives me a different approach to visual design than if I went to design school and uh, you know, because you just it's you become indoctrinated with all these requirements of what needs to be in a design, and uh, and these feel more like art projects most of the time. Yeah, well, they're they're pieces of art. I mean, that's yeah. that makes sense then. Yeah, and uh, we hear that all the time. It's yeah. so funny. I had a friend that just went back to Illinois, um, and he's got a uncle-in-law, he, older guy, um, but loves our can designs more than anything yeah he has he said he has uh embers he has embers sitting on his refrigerator and he just looks at it all the time yeah. <laughs> um and so the buddy just had to bring a bunch of beer back to him and he's he's probably like 75 years old he yeah. was a english lit professor at, right. at illinois yeah. um but just it just loves the can designs and there you hear sprinkles of that all the time about it just inspires and in that so embers and, and base flow um, kind of our take on a um, Hudson Bay blanket or no, I can't remember. Camping blanket. Yeah, camping embers uh, and bonfire. Yeah, yeah. embers yeah. and bonfire. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Makes uh, sense. Uh, Pendleton. 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 Yeah. Uh, Hudson, Hudson Bay too works. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so it's got that, you know, little like leather patch as the the title and the, the stripes of it. Yeah. Of, a, oh, yeah. of an old camping blanket. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. 
Well, they're beautiful. You guys are doing great Thanks. with that. Yeah. And you got the anniversary cans. Those were last year, right? Yeah. One, two, and three. Yeah. yeah. And we'll gonna, keep going with that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, what's the, what's next? Like, what is wh- where do you guys want to be with 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 this? Do you have an idea? Oh man, um, we do kind of, um, but we're kind of living in the moment, um, which is nice. Yeah. Um, we're we're in a position to where we can we can just kind of create, we can sit down and talk with each other and say, man, what's cool? What what should we do next? Yeah. Um, so always pushing the, the envelope with, with beer and design. Yeah. Um, we love lagers. We love drinkability. Um, so we're really pushing for that. Um, we have different lager series coming out. We're working with a bunch of different um, grain suppliers. Okay. Uh, so we just used a bunch of Skagit Valley malt um, from a small maltster um, in, in Washington. And we're using Mechagrade. Um, we're going to get a pallet from them. They're a, a state-grown uh, maltster um, in Oregon. Um, so, so lots of cool things uh, on the horizon. This is a Pilsner? That, that's the Pilsner Wedding Pills. Um, oh, nice. So one of our original employees just got married. Um, oh, so we, nice. made, we made Wedding Pilsner for him, shipped up a bunch of beer to Portland for his wedding. Ah, oh, um, that's awesome. So it was, it was super cool. It was in the middle of the woods. So oh. we're in the middle of the woods, and we're drinking a bunch of Pueblo Vita beer that yeah. was packaged like three days before oh, man. Um, in Oregon. It was a pretty special moment yeah. um, to celebrate. Um, it was a typical Oregon rainy day, too. So that was kind of nice. Nothing beats a Pilsner on a rainy day, though. Yeah, right? yeah. exactly. <laughs> or a hot day. Yeah, <laughs> any day, yeah. Any day. I'm a huge fan of Pilsners, right? So um, I think Helton, Helton's Pilsner is what kind of got me into the mode of, like, you know what? Pilsners can be really good. Yeah. Um, and so I'm glad to see places are, are doing more Pilsners. You know, they're they're harder to do, right? I yeah, mean, they take a lot of time. Yeah. They take up tank space. I mean, right. we could we could do three hazy IPAs in the time that it, does, it takes to make one Pilsner. Um but like I said, we, we make what we like to drink. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have one Pilsner on at all times um, just for our sanity. And we love packaging it. I mean, I love, like, I, I was working around the house this weekend, and I had cans of Pilsner. Yeah. You know, I could have two and still be functioning. Right. Um, <laughs> right. And so, and then you can switch to pale ales or, or IPAs whenever. Yeah. Um, but really, Pueblo Vida is drinkability. Yeah. It's Pilsners. It's pale ales. Um, we just did our first kettle sour that, that oh, we're really? releasing here pretty soon. Um, Are going to can that? Uh, we're not going to can that, okay. but we're going to do... We'll be taking it to Real Wild and Woody. So oh, nice. Okay. You'll, you'll and we're going to do there. six variations of it. So we're going to add fruit. To, so we'll take two different kegs and okay. we'll, five, five weeks in a row, we'll release a different fruited version of it. Um, and the one that we're taking to Real Wild and Woody will be um, we'll add raspberry and boysenberry and coffee as well. Oh, interesting. Um, so it'll be like eating a pie at, I don't know, I like Christmas time, pie yeah. with coffee. Um, so wow, we like to get nostalgic, too, with the, the beer that we create. Yeah. Um, so that just diving into different things, different fun things. Um, yeah. Real Wild and what is that that event that you guys were in, invited to back east? No. Uh, no, this is actually in Phoenix. Oh, it's okay. um, a guild event, and it's you bring either a real ale, a wild beer, um, or something that's barrel aged. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So it's a pretty fun event. It's our first year coming, so we're pretty excited to to be able to join in and and have a sour to share with people. So. Yeah. 
and we we got a couple of big festival invitations. We're going to Festival of Dankness this year in Modern Times. Wow, um, nice. So that was that was pretty special that they invited us. Um, and then we're also doing uh, Juicy Brews in Boston Ooh, yeah. in, in October. Um, so we have some traveling to do. Yeah. Seems like our name's trickling out there a little bit. So we're kind of becoming one of the cool kids. Um, <laughs> How but do we're, you feel about that? Uh, it, it's it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. I hope we get so popular that. Tucson grasp, grasps us a little bit more. Um, or, or the rest of America grasps Tucson? Uh, I don't yes. want you don't want that? <laughs> no. no? Really? <laughs> I, I would love to... My dream would be to, to have a line, you know, every can release, and it's all people that live in Tucson. Okay, the people yeah. that are stoked on our beer. Because people from Phoenix or across the country, they, they recognize that we make some pretty stellar beer, and, yeah. and they travel for it, and they trade for it. My dream would be to to just supply Tucson with that and have them understand that that we make pretty incredible beer and that we're pushing envelopes. Um, yeah. So hopefully we can educate them more. I mean, I mean, we'd love to be like the heady topper or I mean, whoever right. treehouse. I mean, there's all these places on the East Coast that garner that kind of attention. Um, Tucson takes a little while, yeah. and so hopefully that that's what my dream would be. Yeah. Well, it doesn't happen very often in Arizona, though, right? I mean, you get sometimes rent house, sometimes you get wilderness that'll sell out of cans, but um, for the most part, it's it's doesn't really happen a lot. No, it right? doesn't. Yeah. It, it happened at our anniversary, which was pretty crazy. Yeah, one, two, and three. That triple can release went in probably three days. Okay, yeah, um, which is a lot of beer to move that fast. Yeah, um, but hopefully, I mean, hopefully they get that. Hopefully, people discover us. Um, lots of people in Tucson have no idea who that we even exist. That's crazy. And that beer people. Yeah. Like a dude, like somebody wearing girl or guy wearing like a stone shirt. Yeah. Oh, I've never heard of you. Like, it's <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, we, we don't uh, really put ourselves out there like that either. Yeah. I mean, we have this tiny little decal as our sign. Yeah. Um, and we don't do any advertising except social media. So unless a friend has told you, um, you've happened upon us, which is no way. Right. Um, I, I it's all word of mouth. So if, well, that's, that's, I mean, that's the best kind. I mean, that's, that's another thing that's cultivating your, you know, your faithful base is, yeah. is word of mouth and recommendation. I mean, yeah, people want to hear from their friends what the best beer to drink is rather than a, you know, a banner ad or a magazine ad. Yeah, and it's been pers- purposeful, too. I mean, that's how we've wanted to grow. Yeah. Um, so it's been fun, but hopefully Tucson can discover us a little yeah. bit more. Well, like you said, I mean, if, if you've got Juicy Brews, you've got Hop Culture inviting you guys to a, a national event a big deal i mean because there's not i mean was there maybe 50 places at that at the most uh so hop culture they'll probably be 30 in 30, boston yeah, yeah um and in modern times their festival of dankness is only 60 yeah. places um so both both are a big deal it's kind of cool yeah absolutely um well, you guys were at the juicy brews down here right uh-huh yeah I, that was one of the best beer festival the actually the best beer festival i've been to I haven't been to a lot, maybe like five, <laughs> but uh, but it was the best because it was a great experience for on both sides. Like a lot of the breweries that I talked to, are like, dude, this is awesome. Like this is what it should be about. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it was small, intimate, um, yeah. really focused on quality. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a, it wasn't a hammer fest, right? No, no, it was not. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a strong beer. Which you know, strong beer is fun in its own way, but. You know, five o'clock rolls around, and you're like, "I better get the hell out of here!" Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We haven't participated in that one. Oh, yet. really? Okay. So. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, we it's get asked to, but we yeah. like, we would rather 
get to know people that that we're pouring for yeah um, and we don't want to get lost in the shuffle so yeah. something that's more intimate is more more our route yeah yeah and that's tough to say no right i mean it's tough to say no to things like that it is very hard yes tough absolutely. but easy yeah right <laughs> we have to say no all the time oh, no. you should yeah. see the, our account list of people trying to get our beer yeah. oh it's really crazy meaning like it's uh still hard, on though. tap are you guys on tap anywhere not, no, really. not really. We mostly yeah. sell everything out of here. Okay. So. Every once in a yeah. while, we trickle stuff to Justin because we built a, a great relationship uh, with him. Wandering, wandering tortoise, tortoise, yeah. 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 And he's bug- he bugged us for four years, three right. years, um, <laughs> but comes down here all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's turned into a great friend, so so that's why. And he's authentic, Yeah. and that friendship is real. I mean, people that, like, oh, we'd love to carry your beer. Have you ever been in here? Yeah. No. Um we just heard about we you. We just heard about yeah. you, and so we want we want your name. Yeah. Um, and Justin could kind of care less now. He loves when he gets our beer, but he just wants to hang out with us, and yeah. he just and, and that's the type of people that we want to be associated with. Um, so him in Phoenix, and then uh, Tap and Bottle, um, and, and places here, Hermanos. Um, I can't think. Tucson Hop Shop, Arizona okay. Beer House, Casa Video. So a handful of places. Handful yeah. of places will trickle out stuff every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but we probably have a list of 300, 400 places that have contacted us. Wow. But we just say that'll never be our model. Yeah. That'll I never mean, you, be us. You, you couldn't can what you do if, if, no, if that were no the way. case, right? Yeah. No, we're probably 10, 10 to 15 times undersized for anything that would be remotely close to satisfying all that. Yeah. Um, but then we couldn't do cans and we couldn't yeah. do what we want. And we're kind of in our, in our happy place. Um, yeah. You always don't have to grow to be successful, um, and, and we can't. We can grow a little bit more, but it's like people buying a huge house. It's like, oh, it looks it looks awesome until you have to clean it right. and then pay for it. <laughs> yeah, and then it just sits empty, and yeah. you're like, why did yeah. I do that? I could add all this extra money, lived in a small house, and traveled around and, and enjoyed people and experience. It, yeah. It's kind of the same, our same thought. Yeah. Well, I've seen places, too, where I've gone into a place looking for a specific beer, right? And like, oh, we don't have it, but you know what? They have it down so-and-so on tap. So you go into the place that was made, and they don't have that beer, but one of their accounts has it. Yeah, it's crazy that, to It is. Me. It really that's is. It's crazy to me. And I'm coming across more places that are that are strategically putting things in line so that doesn't happen. But it's, it's yeah, it's insane that and, you would say, hey, leave my place to go to this other place to buy our beer. <laughs> you know? And who's better? I mean, beer, it's the story about about the beer as well. Yeah. Who's better at telling the story and handling your beer than you yourself? Right, right. Well, and you've got the people, too. I think a key part to a lot of brewery success are the people that they have behind the counter, too, right? Because they're advocates for what you guys are doing, right? You go to some other place, you know, you have a beer on tap at Chili's, that she she does not give a shit. No, like, she does. Probably yeah, doesn't even could, know care, could care less. And why right. would she care? Right. I mean, she's right. probably going to going to college, trying to pay her bills, and trying. I yeah. mean, she's not thinking about the beer that's on tap. Yeah, no, she, she doesn't care. Right. But lighter blue moon. That's right. what they'll probably <laughs> right. say. Um, oh, you like craft beer? Okay, get a blue moon. Yeah. No. And, and I mean, it, it, that's just that reality. Yeah. Um, and we don't want to set people up for fail, failure failure like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't people that I don't understand people that give away their brand and treat it like it's a widget, like mm-hmm. it's a screw that they're making that's going to go on all the Ace Hardwares. Yeah. You're not you're not a craft brewer if you're doing that, and I don't understand that model. Yeah, that model is just growing to sell. Yeah, well, you guys are doing the right thing here. I love it. Keep we making, try. Keep making great beers. And actually, we were talking about this before we started recording. 
you you don't get to bruise much anymore, right? That's why you came into this and you. Uh, yeah, they don't let me back there that often. <laughs> no. I got a brute that uh, a couple weeks ago, which okay. was awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, you have to be unselfish sometimes. I mean, I would love, and hopefully it gets to the point where I can be back there more. Um, but you have to grow enough to take care of all your employees. Um, we just provided health care for all of them, um, 100% our cost. Um, and it was a pretty special moment for us um, to, to be able to provide that. So as soon as we can pay everybody... Um, exactly as much money as they want to where they're happy um and to where we're happy then that's when we'll stop growing um and hopefully i can get back into the the brewery more often but i still have a huge hand on it um and i'm more raw materials acquisition now working with hop growers and finding like trying to get the original hops from where they were originally grown like citra citra hops aren't the same i mean they're grown at different farms just like strawberries are going to be different from different parts of the country in different farms yeah um and so we're trying to to find the original growers of those and, and select those hops and things like that um there's a lot that goes into to building the beer it's not just throw this this and this into it and, and every right. simcoe or mosaic or citra hops they're not all the same yeah um so i'm more i'm more diving into that right now than actually making making sugar water and pitching yeah, right. yeast into it <laughs> right. so it sounds like you enjoy it then at least yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to. You have to look at the positives. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would love to brew every day. Right. Um, stay back there and just do stay, your thing. Stay back there. It's like it's like meditation. I mean, yeah. it's anything like that. Um, you just get into a routine and you just kind of meditate through it. And 10 hours, you're exhausted and you get to have a beer or two. And you created this, this product that people are going to love. Um, so you can't really beat that. Yeah. But sacrifice for a little yeah, while. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So, uh, well, awesome guys. I appreciate this. This has been great. How do people find you? First of all, you're at 115 East Broadway, East Broadway, 115 East Broadway, right downtown Tucson. Um, you can find us online at pueblovitabrewing.com or any social media account at Pueblo Vida. Beautiful. All right. Ryan. Uh, let's see. I have an office on fourth Avenue down here in Tucson. Uh, design.com and, uh, and the Instagrams. The Instagrams? Yeah. Both of them? Both of them. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> awesome. Well, then you can find uh, us at tapthataz.com, at tapthataz.podcast on Instagram, and then azfoodandbeer.com and azfoodandbeer on Instagram. So, guys, thanks again. It's been great. Thank you. No, Thank you. Awesome. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. Always remember, stay awesome. Man.